good morning or good evening if you're on the other side of the globe from my bedroom closet to wherever you are listening from we greatly appreciate you being here with us because you don't have to be so thank you for listening for sharing and subscribing to this podcast my name is sky stacy you might know me as sky fi rapper and content creator out of eugene oregon welcome to another episode of sky pilot sundays the purpose for this show is to not only explore the perceptions we have of ourselves versus the external world's perception of us, but also to connect with fellow creative minds and discuss the highs and lows one phases on the journey to happiness and success. If you'd like to join in on the conversation, you can always do so by hitting us up on social media at Sky Pilot Sundays. You can find me at The Real SkyFi as well. Make sure to tag us so we can see and engage with you and your thoughts and use the hashtag Sky Pilot Sundays. You can find every episode of Sky Pilot Sundays on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, Stitcher, Radio Public, and TuneIn. If you're looking for more positive content like this, I invite you to join our growing online community of Sky Pilots when you sign up as part of our brand new email list available right now on SkyPilotSundays.com. I continue to sing the praises of our sponsors, Broding Creative Media, and now Robert Carlton Design Group for sponsoring and powering this podcast. With today's episode, I want to unlock your inner artist. I have spent much of my life drawing, but I definitely draw inspiration from today's guest on the show, whose paintings make my illustrations look like stick figures in comparison. Coming to America from his native home of Yemen in 2011, he honed in on his skill set to go from freelance artist to professional. Please join me in welcoming friend of the podcast, Mohammed Murshed. Mo, how you doing today, brother? Good. How you doing, Sky? It's a pleasure. It's a total pleasure, man. The feeling is mutual. I'm so happy to have you on the show today. This is something that I've been really looking forward to, to engaging in. I know you're a friend of the podcast. You're a personal friend of mine as well. Uh, obviously, I know Muhammad is Mo, um, and Muhammad, you have really covered a lot of ground in your in your time in your life, and I'm excited to break this down for the people at home. A little context before we get into that to touch on how we came in contact. We met about three years ago now, somehow, like two and a half, three years ago, and our conversation was centered around art. It was centered around music specifically, and. And, um, and that actually led to collaborating on my most recent album cover art for Evolve. And your colors and your, your, your tonality, your textures really brought that to life. And not all, okay, so we should also, we should also break down that, that, that you shot a music video for me for a song off of Evolve on an iPhone with a ring light. And it, it, it's cinematic gold. In my opinion, from 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 what we were able to do. So speaking of limitations, you know, being the best friend of architecture, sitting in a, a closet and being able to deliver a podcast and speak with an artist that is so multifaceted, um, it, it, you give us limitation and we'll create something from it, you know, and flourish. It's um, it's as as uh, as an artist from Yemen. You know, my my inspiration always comes from my mom, and uh, she pushed me to use all the utilize everything around me. For example, due to the war that's happening, uh, my mom still do art in Yemen, and they don't have 
paint or colors and stuff. So what she does, she goes to the herbs shops and buy dye, food dye,、mm. and that's her colors and use you know paint and and for me, I took that idea and when we start shooting your video, we we really shot it with a black backdrop in your corner and your you know what I mean? It's like、yeah. we use everything we do. To make it look professional and utilize it with the least, you know, cost. Right. And and be creative and have fun about it. That's that's really what really matters. Is let's have fun and create content and let the art talk itself. Absolutely. You know, not just the art alone. You know, you mentioned you know, the, you know, the war back home in Yemen and and something that I feel privileged to not have experienced. You know.、Um, You've you've certainly led a really interesting, multifaceted life, from your upbringing to having your artwork featured in exhibitions of、uh, local, regional, and global artists. Notably, the University of Oregon and the Pacific Northwest College of Art. You know that seems like a really pretty multifaceted background of experiences. All in all, could you tell us a little bit more about your journey? It's、uh, it's honestly like. When I came to the state,、um, my first job was, you know, I was in Yemen. My family was you know, well, you know, stable with the business and all that stuff. But I didn't want to live in there with the rules and control of, you know, the government and all that stuff. So I came to the state. Luckily, in 2011, due to the war that happened, the Arab Spring, I lost friends, family members, and that. Is the drive and the fuel that made me come to the state, and I, I'm one of the lucky ones that survived. To be honest, we don't make it there in a young age. A lot of you know,、uh, we don't have medical facilities.、Uh, food is short.、Uh, water,、um, electric, every regular stuff is is missing in Yemen. So for me to be in the state and have a, the privilege. And I'm like, you know, let me just create art and keep that traditional way of, you know, nobody's gonna make art in war. I'm not saying nobody, but there's a lot of Yemeni artists that gets motivated more because they wanna shine the light on the worst humanitarian crisis in Yemen that's happening. Eighty percent of the Yemeni people are in the edge of starvation due to the war and.、Um, You know the religious and the civil war in Yemen. It's it's so many layers and content that drives me to create art and keep that motivation and hope one day it's going to get better. One day it's going to be, you know, I'll see Yemen in peace. But for me, America gave me the the chance to to be an artist and have the voice. And you know. I can't be more grateful and thankful for the United States to give me、um, a chance to be here. You know what I mean? I can't even imagine. You know, when when so many of us that have grown up within this this place, it's the idea of having a bad day. You know, at least you had some food in your stomach, right? You know, like、uh, you're not part of the eighty percent. You said of people that are in starvation that are experiencing that back home. Right, eighty percent. That is、yeah. that's completely unreal, you know.、Yeah. It blows my mind, brother, that you that you can 
you can see some something like that and not think the thought of well it's 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 the end it's over it's pretty much like throwing the towel right like the the light that's shining deep within you that is speaking to you and through you seems to be saying like no I I I tend to create and I know that there's a better end in sight or a better uh, a better outcome in sight if we persist and that's beautiful with all of these experiences uh, that you've that you've that you've experienced in your time how have these experiences shape your approach to art it's um that's a really good question um to me it, it's honestly in the beginning i wasn't more focused on art i was more focused on uh how to uh, get a degree and i wanted to be an anesthesiologist and focus on the and then within like going to the classes psychology and thinking about my passion what makes me happy and literally i dropped that major and went to the arts and technology at the Eurovo and I said I wanted to just start from the beginning I had two more years and I'm like okay let's do a new new major art and technology and I pushed and while I was sharing my story within the undergrad community like my cohort I, I had a lot of discrimination racism because of the the topic that I was addressing and and it always like put me in a corner of like uh, a depression like I don't want to talk to nobody but still I use that as a fuel again to push and create more and just and and not let this distraction of racism and discrimination of the systematic discrimination that's embedded in this system we can't just ignore it but I used it as I this is a distraction from my message that I want to push. Okay, let me focus on what's happening here. My mom's still in Yemen. There's a lot of people, 30 million people are dealing with issues, basic humanitarian rights. And that's what really drove me. And then I applied to get my master's at PNCA Pacific Northwest College of Art. And, um, while i was an undergrad they accepted me to get my masters so it was like a weird thing like while i was doing i had two more semesters at the university of oregon i already got accepted to get my masters so wow and and i was like oh it was like a drive but i came to pnca portland a different diverse there's a lot of diverse people but still that systematic racism, the institutional, in one hand, they uh, they accept you to come to them, to the community, like we accept you to this program. On the other hand, I feel like there's a push with the, the, the people around. I'm not saying everybody is racist, but there is like in, you know, my studio got vandalized and I got like nasty messages in my studio, but that gave me a fuel and not to like focus on what really you know uh, what my message is and continue addressing what's happening in yemen like for example the war showed us that it doesn't discriminate 
like the, the, the didactic of the word does not show us that there's no discrimination. If first thing it affects is women and children. So my message is more focused in women equality in, in the country and how the system is broken and within the law of the government. Wow. So, and, and that drives me like create those outward vibrant patterns and the colors sky the colors that inspires me is because i'm a i have synesthesia and right. i see from the sound i see color and those colors are inspired when i was there in yemen 2011 there's like the bombs and the shootings and stuff and that color is always popped i see the reds the purples the yellows that like the saturated colors the, the complementary colors i see them dancing like the the red is complementary complementary the green and it, it, like that it's like but still it's war and chaos but i i can see the color and the beauty of art and to me that motivates me to like one day i'm gonna see the hope in this world i know we're in a pandemic and everybody's locked down and sadly like i lost a, a lot of family members for the last two days in yemen uh one of my cousin's sister she died she had a kidney problem and they don't have medical stuff in yemen there's no hospitals in yemen and she passed away because she had high fever and coughing and that's symptoms of covid 19. so me the drive now is to bring awareness to Yemen that stay home, stay safe, social distance, and try to educate them, go to the CDC, stop watching, like, because, you know, there's misinformation everywhere, so we don't know. So, and that drives me to be more into art and be involved in the community and addresses it, and one day we'll see hope and peace in the sky. Yeah, that's definitely what we, intend on on pushing you know is anti-fear really within in this 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 podcast um and i didn't even know you know about your your most recent family member that's passed so i send a, a sincere prayer and and send positive thoughts up for your family and for everyone back home in yemen right now that's dealing with this uh um you know it's there's sort of everybody in the world going through something right now at the same time and there's something to be said about that um, that's, I appreciate you, it. Of course, of course, brother. You, you. I mean, that's you said a lot in the first, in the first. That's a lot to pull from right there. And I definitely would like to talk a little bit more about synesthesia for anybody at home that has no concept of what that might be or doesn't realize that that might be something that they've dealt with. You know, I mean, matter of fact, while we're on the subject, like, what mm-hmm. would you, what would you describe synesthesia to be? Because I personally experienced this too in fact we both came to find out early on in our relationship that we both experienced synesthesia in our own uh way through our own lenses so could you break down maybe for listeners at home what uh synesthesia is for you so what i have is i still have it but more intense is i can hear so when i hear a sound i see color in the atmosphere around me surrounding like um Mm -hmm. it reminds me of um you know in asia the color fest when they take dyes in india and throw it on the on the you know on each the deep 
reds, the deep yellows, the greens, it's like popping in the air, in the atmosphere, like clouds. So when I was in Yemen, hearing bombs, I can, I can see the red, deep red with the purple and in, and in the middle, like there's a yellow shine, like mixing all those. And I thought it was a normal thing, you know? I didn't, like, I didn't know, but when I came to the state and I did some research and I went to therapy, got diagnosed, and it was, it was something that it was, I was, I was scared of, like, oh, I'm not normal, mm -hmm. but the more I did research, I used it to, uh, to my benefits, to use those colors into my art, as you see, like, the space, the galactic, um, colors the popping the blues and the reds and greens and you know those deep colors with the black it always has that mixture of black because in yemen I, I the things that i remember was no electricity dark and those colors is popping so for me like for example fourth of july in the state when it starts like everybody's playing fireworks and enjoying your, their time i am scared not scared it's um the ptsd kicks in with the synesthesia with the sounds of the bombings and the colors from outside i i feel like i got transferred to that moment in yemen so <laughs> yeah that makes so much sense it's sort of a traumatic experience um yeah and those fireworks are sort of I believe those fireworks are sort of representative of, uh, you know, the Brahms bursting yeah. in air. You know, the lyrics of. So there, there's, there's, there's definitely a direct correlation between the fireworks and this idea of of uh, a violence, you know, explosion. Mm -hmm. But you were able to take sort of the 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 chaos of that and find the beauty within it somehow, and that is just profound to me. And, uh, and I will give you um, a theory or um, a way of life called, the Japanese, they use it a lot. It's called wabi-sabi. Mm -hmm. Wabi-sabi? Yeah. It's when they find the ugly, they find the beauty in the ugly. Mm -hmm. That sums it. I try so hard, you know, even if there's an ugly thing, it must be, it would be beautiful at the end. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, that theory embedded into my practice as well, the wabi-sabi, is taking the ugly of the wars and, 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 and presenting it as something peaceful and hopeful and maybe one day it's gonna, you know, as an offering, as a, an off, a peace offering or some sort of, you know. And colorful, you know, uh, yeah. on a colorful palette. Yeah, uh, on my oral defense for my thesis, um, they asked me, why do I use a lot of colors into my work? It's so colorful. And I, uh, I answered this because my mom, uh, she always told me not to discriminate between colors. And, it, and, and that hit a message, you know, within the thesis and the professor understood like, um, there's a lot of discrimination in, 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 within the educational system and, you know, we need to work on it big time. 
but I love color. I don't discriminate. Yeah. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Right. So it's uh, it's so, definitely there's definitely systemic problems, you know, within and and so the idea of you know color be, being something that's realized at a young age is something that we we need. We need all the colors, and they're all important. There's contrast and light to everything, and darkness, and it's all important to the overall picture. Uh, literally, good. sometimes. So when Definitely. it comes to the, when it comes to these colors that you experience within, you see these colors with uh, what you chalk up to be as your experience with synesthesia. You, these colors within, I see synesthesia very much similar to you. Uh, it feels very atmospheric. It feels very colorful. I sort of, I have a memory of uh, it was around the holidays. It was like Christmas time as a kid. And this is maybe an example for someone that, uh, you know, that maybe to just as an example for what could be uh, uh, externally perceived as a synesthetic experience, which is not even a word. But I, I remember being comfortable at home with the heater on, with the blanket over me. I feel that much more privileged actually describing this memory, having you experience you know you you talking about your experiences back home you know like it's it's sky i'm telling you it's now um don't take it this way like um i'm providing the same thing that i'm trying to save my daughter give her a safe environment not show her all this war stuff mm -hmm. and i'm and that's not nobody's fault so you enjoyed your life it's it's nobody's fault and i I don't, I, I get this a lot from my uh, cohort too. It's like, oh, we're sorry, we don't want to talk about our life, but I really appreciate it and I love to hear that. It's okay, you know? Right. I admire it. It's, it's cool. Like, right. It's, it's just from being within my own bubble at seven years old, you know, six years old of not knowing the, the world outside of maybe even my home or my school, you know? So, but just all in all, this thought of Christmas lights hung up in the house. Um, strobing, sort of just stro strobing warmly um, from color to color, and as they just kind of dance around the, the 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 ceiling of the house, and I'm just comfortable, warm, safe. Music is always playing, you know. Music was playing all the time as I was growing up, and so to experience this sort of music while color is strobing and changing and pulsating. That's an external example of what it feels like on the inside for me to deal with synesthesia, which is, I can't even say deal with synesthesia because truthfully, it never has felt like an inhibition. It always <clears throat> informed my art. Um, and I always had music playing while I would draw, you know, so I definitely have that atmospheric cloudiness, which is infused with different colors and textures. Like this song always sounds like a, oh, that sounds like a green with a little bit of orange mixed in. Or, but it's so interesting to, to talk with you about synesthesia and what it uh, what it is for us. Because so many of us right. deal with it just in different ways through our lenses. And uh, so it's a, it's a pretty beautiful experience. All in all, with, you know, synesthesia inf influencing your artwork, with home and experiences back home influencing your art. Art can be just about anything. And with this in mind, what does what does art mean to you? Maybe even more so, what does your art mean to you? Oh, 
that's a it's a good question that's why i went to master school and what is art um to me uh, once you know um what is your purpose in life and it's impossible to know it it's really impossible you have to go through a lot of ups and downs and through doors a door b and this door doesn't work let me go to door c so it's a complex um it's it's not easy to answer because art to me is just a visualization of the trauma that i dealt with and make it um presenting mm-hmm. presentable um uh, some people will think uh, as um as my art is a traumatic experience and some will see it as a relief and they can relate um and art is life <laughs> everything is art an artist will um design your pen that you're writing design of the uh, the cover the box that you un- unbox your art is embedded in everything that you do in life but we don't see it we don't see it but look around you and you will see everything that is designed in your house was by an artist the chair was by an artist um it's it's i'm still not sure what is the answer uh, but it is life it is absolutely a religion it's absolutely a lifestyle it's it's so many things that still so many master artists that can't answer this question if they do then there's some ignorance <laughs> <laughs> you know art being your being a religion is just i think that's beautiful you know all in all with synesthesia with with um your description of what art means to you you know how how does synesthesia influence and shape your creativity um so I tend to open music when I create a painting or a video art or a digital painting it depends and the music that I choose is usually like classical hip hop I can't be stuck into one genre because the piece the art piece will be um in one tone and uh, like it needs to have layers so when I listen to music you can see my playlist is from Tupac to Mozart to Beethoven to uh, the baby you know what I mean to sci-fi uh, for, for real like you're in my playlist like I listen to all your music because there's a message the peaceful message and I really appreciate it it's uh, it's a theory we have theories that we live and we always try to shine like for me synesthesia as I said it's a motivational sometimes it's like a peaceful thing but sky i there's a downside to the my synesthesia is my ptsd the war i get sometimes i get migraine headaches for straight two weeks and it freezes me from making art and i tend to like i can't even look at either phone or screen from the tense colors and something is not right you know what i mean and f- for saying uh, i get a week of migraine two weeks of migraine sometimes and so the days that i don't have uh, 
migraines and I can I utilize that time really carefully and create art in a really quick manner and and music is always going to be influenced and as you know now I have some albums EPs on iTunes and um, trying to express my feeling my uh, trauma in the music mm. into like but there's no singing or just beats and musicals and um, I took those sounds of the bombs in Yemen and the explosions and I synthesized them and made them uh, uh, like a mer- melodic uh, rhythm and I had and looped it and made it sound like a really good sound atmospheric and when you hear it you'll think it's like oh a synthesizer it's a uh, you know but if you focus really and you've been in war zone you'll understand like oh sh- that's that's really you know but i used it as my art and nobody uh, you know i you're the I, the second person I spoke about, <laughs> huh. I told you <laughs> that I use drums and stuff from uh, war. And- I appreciate you sharing that, man. I, uh, I've i got a few questions left here in the episode before we wrap up. And um, so we'll probably kind of do more of a sort of a speed round, as it were, you know, just to, mm-hmm. to get these in. With all you've accomplished in your life, where would you say that you are on your journey to happiness and success? I just scratched the surface. <laughs> I love that. I um I, I I'm just a baby trying to learn. Um, I just scratched the surface, honestly. Like I I'm not expecting anything, but I will continue the uh, consistency, like the consistency, and create art and creative. Uh, apologize for my. No disrespect for the language, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> never that, never that. But yeah. That's beautiful, thank you. Um, I heard about recently, which I had to address in the show, I love this. I hear you've been creating face mask uh, coverings to help prevent the spread of COVID-19. Uh, tell oh us, yeah. Tell us more about that. Well, I, um, I started creating embedding those Yemeni patterns which is a traditional cultural thing that on you know female dresses um, scarves and fabrics and I uh, and I start making masks um, you know I almost so far I made a hundred masks and I donated and some I only like charged the cost of what it costs me to make, you know, I don't, I don't charge for, you know, my labor because we're in pandemic. We need to be together and help each other. And also give shout out to uh, Simone Fisher. She's a, ba- a Portland based artist and her and her grandma made over a thousand masks donated to nurses and doctors with in like in Portland and outside of Portland, like California, New York, everywhere. And I wanted to like participate in this and you know do some good deeds. So I started making these masks and I really shipped a lot of masks to like Paris, to Canada, to uh, all over the United States, to Michigan, and um, to help people to feel safe 
to me putting a mask with my Yemeni pattern is such a um, is like spreading the world like we have we, we have colors we have patterns it's not always negative negative so uh, it's a part of a positive message and hopefully we can you know uh, spread the, you know good information and keep people socially distanced and hopefully this will um, this pandemic will end soon you know we don't know when but it will we need to focus on love and checking on our elders and loving each other and you know not completely disappear absolutely spreading the the love and and positive information instead of spreading disease absolutely what inspired you to create the masks and how did you approach the design element so if you know like in in in, in our culture there's a lot of um, face scarves uh, in yemen uh, as um, as we like if you do some research there's a um, the MERS, the middle eastern uh, respiratory syndrome that happened in Yemen and so like in the Middle East the spread so that face cover is inspired by my culture and let's not forget like everybody has those masks like in China Asia everyone uses those masks but the I jumped I jumped on it to really as an artist is like I'm trying to help we artists here we have minds to create, to really find solution to help our community in any way. With you, you create music that I can hear and feel calm. And you gave me some like good guidance of your life experience, what you dealt with. And I'm like, okay, I'm not the only person that goes through this. Everybody's gone through this as artists and creators. We have to use it in that matter and help each other and help our community and, and you know bless up bro i really appreciate yeah. the positive words of encouragement yeah. this is that's everything that i i have in mind when i set out to create this music you know is that feeling that you're not alone you know to, yeah to instill yeah. that beautiful well before we end today mo can you tell the people where they can discover more about you and your artwork well they can go to my instagram it's m n morshed m-u-r-s-h-e-d it's m-n m-u-r-s-h-e-d on instagram and my website is m-n-m-u-r-s-h-e-d.com and yeah hit me up on instagram and check my work and hopefully you can find joy in that work definitely will you definitely will i can attest to that and on that note that's our time for this episode much love to muhammad for being on the show today what did you think of the episode at home have you ever experienced synesthesia? If you're an artist, what's your medium of choice? Drop us a line and let us know when you follow at SkyPilotSundays on Instagram. Let me know at TheRealSkyFi. Like the SkyPilotSundays page when you head over to Facebook next. And of course, use that hashtag SkyPilotSundays. If you learned something interesting and valuable today or know someone that could benefit from this podcast, please do us a solid and like, share, rate, and review. Once again, a shout out to our sponsors at Broden Creative Media, that's B-R-O-D-O-N Creative Media, and Robert, at Robert Carlton D-G. You can find every episode of this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, Stitcher, Radio Public, and TuneIn. 
Make sure to subscribe to Sky Pilot Sundays and never miss an episode. For all things Sky Pilots, fly over to skypilotsundays.com. I'll catch you all back here on Sunday, June 14th. Till then, this is SkyFi. Peace and love, Sky Pilots. Over and out.